Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
Friday afternoon, and this is the Rainbow Connection with Tracy Ford. How are you guys doing today? I'm so glad it's Friday. I can't begin to express that. Uh, we've got an incredible show lined up today. Um, first of all, I want to bring on who uh, I have become dear friends with, um, someone I think you guys are going to love. Uh, she's going to be doing um, some guest co-hosting with me, I hope. I hope I don't run her off today. Um, and I just simply know her as Chef Apple. Um, and uh, she's a incredibly talented chef that trained in France. And the, the cool thing about her is that she has the heart of an activist and, like many of us, wants to change the world. And uh, it, also, she's going to be starting her own podcast in a couple of weeks and um you know she fights for the same things we all do and like i have always said from the very beginning of the show that i do not have competition i i think the more you know non-mainstream media we have out there pushing the progressive agenda the better and the also anti-donald agenda um, and she will definitely do that. And I want to bring on the incredibly talented and funny Chef Apple. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's good to have you. We've been talking about this for so long, and um, <laughs> it's it's good to have you on here finally. Well, thank you. I'm happy for your show. I really think that uh, that you're interesting. You're funny, and. Uh, I'm excited. Like I know it doesn't seem like it, but I'm really excited today. It's just I've been okay. driving three days, so my ex- my excitement level is not really transferring to my voice. Yeah, <laughs> I I was like, are you sure you want to do this? Because I I um I know you've been driving like straight for three days, right? Yeah, yeah. But the difference between me and most people oh, is, if I give you my word, no matter what happens, I'm gonna stick to it. So. It's, I'm, I'm having oh. fun, and I appreciate you letting me be here with you. Yeah, thank you for coming on. I, I know you must be exhausted. Um, you know, you've you've come up, you, you, you drove up basically from Miami and have been traveling yeah. across the country through the Southland mainly. <laughs> How was that? Well, yeah, basically through I-10 with a dog and two cats, and now I'm outside walking my dog. As I talk to you, so I'm multitasking. Um, it's actually That's been okay. really interesting. <laughs> it's been really interesting. Like I came, I came up through like people. People don't understand like the northern part of Florida is really the south. But coming up right. through, coming up through Trump country has basically been very interesting. Um, I have purposely driven. 10 miles to 5 miles under the speed limit. Um, Don't blame you. I'm glad you have. (laughs) So I was just basically like, you know, just paying it cautious until I get to California. Um, I don't think I will be making another road trip for a while until things kind of calm down a little bit in the country. I don't think they are, but, you know, that's just my opinion. But, yeah, driving across the south – has been pretty interesting. I hit Alabama. Well, I hit um, Panhandle, the Treasure Coast of Florida. Then I hit um, Alabama, 
Mississippi, Louisiana, which was an adventure in itself. Um, it took me two days to get through hmm. Texas, New Mexico, and now I'm in Arizona behind a Starbucks walking my dog oh my and talking to you. I'm talking to you on the phone. <laughs> well, you know, you sent me a picture from my home state of Mississippi. Why don't you tell us about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I was offered some sweet tea that wasn't quite sweet, and I was not sure that it was something that I wanted to taste. However, the lady was so sweet at the tourist center that I just feel the need to speak in a kind of southern accent. But it was actually yeah. pretty interesting. Um, I ended up having to stop at a gas station. The tourist center was unbelievable. The lady was really sweet. It was the gas station and actually having to walk from my car to a restaurant that wasn't so great because my car actually still has a Hillary for America sticker on it. Oh God. So yeah, and I'm not I'm not peeling my sticker off for nobody. I don't give a shit who you are or what your problems are. I'm not peeling my sticker off for nobody. So um I've been I've been called the N word a couple of times going across country, but it is what it is, you know. I look at it as I can't do anything about your simple mindedness or your small mindedness. All I can continue to do is grow as a person and grow as an individual. And yep. that's about it. Like, I can't fix you just like you can't Damn fix right. the awesomeness that is already me. <laughs> I'm a little sore. And you are pretty damn I'm, awesome if you do say so yourself. I know, exactly. I'm a little egotistical, but, you know, it, it is what it is. <laughs> I can't help it. Um, I want to I mention real quick. We do have a okay. we do, call, caller. I see you. We're going to get to you. I know you've been holding I will get to you. Uh, we're just starting the show, and I normally don't take phone calls right away, but please, please hang on or call back in a few minutes. Um, and and we are taking calls today. Um, they're they're really our, just excited our, to speak to me. They really just want to speak to me. That's all right. I'm sure they want to, they want to speak to you, and, and then we have our guest Don Waters coming on. Um, nice. And so yeah, she's awesome as well. It's it's going to be. Big old girl party, and we're going to have fun. And uh, our number is 215-383-3795. Again, that number is 215-383-3795. So tell us a little bit about your podcast that that you're coming up with. I'm I'm excited for you. So the one simple pleasure I take in life right now is hardcore trolling Donald Trump. Like I, I love it. It's it gives me comfort in bleak times to troll him. But the podcast really is just to make people aware of what's really happening. You know, um, this election season has been wrought with false news and fake accusations and fake theories and all kinds of things. And one of the fake one of the news. things I wanted to do exactly one of the things I wanted to do with my podcast was really kind of give, um, and I know people say an unbiased opinion, but truly, I mean, I think it would be an unbiased opinion. And I think I have the ability to be unbiased because, I'll get, like, you know, today Donald Trump actually did tweet something that was, you know, for him, yeah, I saw that. prayers. And I responded, I was like, this is how a president should act. So I don't have a problem right. when he's done something right 
saying, okay, look, you've done something right, but I'm also going to call you out on your wrong bullshit when you do it. And it's the same thing. Like, you know, a lot of people know that I'm a Hillary Clinton fan, but I've never not just discarded the, the wrongs that have happened in her campaign and the things that she might not have done, you know, 100%. But that doesn't negate the fact that she was the most qualified candidate. So I think that I do have a unique ability to be unbiased, one, because I wasn't born here. I'm an immigrant that got naturalized. And two, if any, like I, what I tell you, I'm a political boss, and I grew up in a British community and a British colony. So not only do I have an understanding of international politics, but I also have an understanding of domestic politics, which is where I live now in the United States. Right, right. And so you do. I mean, Plus I, I'm I sarcastic can... as hell. Yeah, I definitely vouch for that. That you have a, you have a very unique perspective, and um, I do enjoy when you troll the shit out of Donald Trump. I'm not gonna lie, but um, that was racist of you. Um, you know, I kind of have I kind of have the attitude of I'm, I'm when it comes to gun violence. I'm so sick and tired of the GOP tweeting about prayers. However. Mm. However, I agree. He, finally, he finally said something that sounded halfway presidential, um, yes. you know, and you tweeted about that. So I commend you for being able to say, okay, you know, I mean, you know, just a couple of days ago, I mean, he, he's, not, <laughs> he's not getting his security briefings, and two nights ago, he's tweeting how he was, you know, so much better on The Apprentice, and I'm like, are, are, are you kidding me right now? I know, is, I saw that, I saw that. But, I mean, the, what? The problem, no, no, the problem was I was driving. I did, however, see The Apprentice tweet after I sent him that this is how a president should tweet, and I kind of felt like, man, I can't really backhand him right away, so I'm just going to kind of let the positivity of me actually saying he did something good for one just linger a little bit longer than me telling him to go fuck himself. Right. I really just wanted <laughs> I just I didn't I only did it for selfish reasons because I really didn't want to take away from the wow, she actually said something nice to him moment. Right. But I right. did see that tweet and I will say on air that he's still a fucking moron. Absolutely. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't take um, it. I just can't take it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it. He. He actually sounded like a member of the GOP. Not that that's much uh, better. better. I know. But. Um, but you know, he didn't sound like uh, the moron we all know he is. And. Right. Um, I mean, you know, he's. He's sending out tweets that basically are saying um, that basically say, oh, yeah, I go to Twitter for my news. <laughs> and, it, you know, it's like, dude, don't get your don't get your news off Twitter. You're you're the freaking president elect. You're not mine. I will. I will never call. I mean, I'm I am president elect as far as I'm concerned right now. And, right. Um, you, you know, but, it, you know, don't get that. Dude, I mean, get me your, personally, get I feel like Twitter should just ban him. I, I personally feel like 
I feel like Twitter should put in policy, put in place a policy that if you become an elected official, you no longer have the ability to tweet. You no longer have the, or you no longer have the ability to tweet endlessly. Like you get to send out four tweets a day. Right, right, I, something. <laughs> right, you get to send out. I four mean, tweets they, a day. they can't obviously stop that. Start that president. But come on, I mean, it's ridiculous. To me, it's kind of like. Uh, when I see when I see him tweet, I'm just like, oh, do you really have time to troll mm-hmm. Donald Trump? Mm-hmm. No, 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 it's not even that. It's like, do you really have time to troll Donald Trump supporters with facts too? Because it's it's tiring sometimes. Because you know you have you have the you have Donald Trump that you support, you troll because well he's a moron. You have those, but then you have all the all the Trump supporters that have drank the Jim Jones Kool-Aid that can't see that, look, this guy is putting us in a very serious situation. Like, like, like when you, when you tweet, this is what my, this was my problem with him. This is what my problem with him tweeting is. And it has, I don't care if you tweet, tweet whatever you want, because eventually I'm going to find it. I'm going to make fun of you and I'm going to call it a day. So I don't care what you tweet. What I, I mean, I don't care that you tweet. What I do care about is what you tweet. When you tweet something and then, China flies nuclear bombers across the South China Sea where there are American ships with American lives on it. Mm-hmm. I, have a problem with, I have a problem with that. When you are clearly overstepping your bounds as president-elect, there is a reason why there is something called a Logan Act. There is a reason why there is you know, a moment and stuff like that. There is supposed to be one president at a time. Why are you overstepping your boundaries? If it was me and I was president-elect, I'd be on the beach somewhere with a Secret Service agent, (laughs) maybe two, a cell phone, like a little red cell phone that I could get my, my, my intel briefings with. But I would be lapping up the next, like, two months of pure freedom before I actually have to get to work. You know, what What scares me about Donald Trump is the fact that his whole life has basically been the, the word I'm looking for, the phrase I'm looking for. His, his whole life has basically been skating by. He's been skating by because of his daddy's money. He's been skating by because he's a, a marketing genius, because he has built his name to mean more than it really does. So he's been skating by his whole life. As president of the United States, you can no longer skate the fuck by right actually have to do your job right and that's what scares me about him (laughs) because personally i don't want his twat of a daughter running this country i don't care how nice she looks or if she smells like rose petals and angel (laughs) farts i don't want her running this country i don't want him running this country i definitely don't want her running this country. Right. So that's how I feel about that. And now they're doing that whole creepy daddy-daughter thing, and she's going to be the first lady? I mean, well, they weren't weren't expecting, well, here's the thing. They weren't expecting there to be such a backlash over her actually doing first lady duties. And so they came out with some kind of a, um, 
bullshit statement that was like, no, she's really not going to be doing the First Lady duties. She's going to be in the West Wing where she can kind of part of decisions for women. And I want, like, when I say, when they say stuff like that, I know, when they say stuff like that, I know that I have ovaries. I know that I have tits. It's hard not to see them. But my thing is, what decisions is she going to that she's going to make that's going to affect women in a positive way? This is not a woman that caters to poor women. This is not a woman right, who caters right. to lower middle class women. This is Gwyneth Paltrow with the with Trump's last name. This is a woman who's who went on 60 Minutes and then had somebody hawk a $10,000 bracelet for her. This is somebody huh. that tried to hawk her entire outfit after speaking at the RNC convention. So this is not a woman who's going to think of you, and I say you, I mean listeners that are listening, that have kids. Yeah, she has three kids, and she may pretend like she takes care of them by herself, but she can afford a babysitter. She can yeah. afford a nanny. When I have friends that are like, man, I got to put my kid in nursery school and it's like $2,400 a month, I'm like, you better homeschool that kid. Mm-hmm. Because there's no, there, there is no way that the policies that she is going to make is going to positively impact working women. I don't care if she works for her daddy. I don't care if she has a website right. that's supposed to be like empowering women. You want to empower women? You really and truly want to empower women? Show them how they can be even more awesome with what they have to work with. They have these standards. They, this is why the country is so screwed up. People like Ivanka Trump and Gwyneth Paltrow and Kim Kardashian, they put out these, they put out these images that the regular, Joe, the regular Jane, Jane Schmain, who hates her life, hates the fact that she's a trudge to work in two hours of snow or walk to work, that instead of her looking at her life and saying, you know what, I want to I do better and I'm going to do better with what I have and I'm going to build from there, She's going out and trying to buy shit she can't afford, and she's getting in debt because of it. Right. You want to empower women, empower them with what they have, and show them, okay, you know what? Yeah, you may be in this position, but if you do these steps, if you can, if you can work through these steps and realistic steps, then you, can, you may not be a billionaire. You may not be the daughter of a billionaire, but at least I can show you how that in maybe five or ten years, you can live a comfortable enough life that you don't have to worry about putting your kids through school. Exactly. So you want to empower women. Right. You know, so when you tell um, me that she's going to be in the West Wing talking to, to policymakers, I want to pull a little bit of hair that I do have left on my eyebrows out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I really, it, it sickens me that they think that she is going to be someone to empower women when everything she has has been handed to her from this man that ugh, that has well, done so much uh, abuse towards women verbally, physically, mentally. I mean, no. The thing, the thing is that people be like, well, you know, she's her own woman. This is my, this is my argument. Whether or not she works for her father, whether or not she has her own company, at the end of the day, her name is what opens doors for her. Yep. Her name is what opens doors for her. I, I'm from one of the largest families in the Bahamas. 
And you know what? I know the power of my family name. So when I need to speak to somebody, I don't, I don't, I, I when I, when I need to speak to somebody that's in like power or that's like in a political office, when I call, I call and I'm like, this is Apple. And I, I won't give you my family's last name because I don't want to bring them into this situation. But I will be no, like, no, this no. Is Apple, blah, blah, blah. And trust and believe, two minutes later, I'm on the phone call with somebody. So I know right. the power of a name. I know. So when people are like, oh, well, it's just her dad's name. Yes, but her dad's name is on $100 million buildings. Hundreds of millions of exactly. dollars worth of buildings. Exactly. You know, she didn't and like, well, it, I guess is my thing. You know, like most most women have to do. Um, most right. people have to do, but especially right. women. Um, but can you imagine? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna do a little bit. Of, I'm gonna do a little um, Hollywood life gossip right now. Can you imagine how her two brothers <laughs> must just despise her because it's obvious that she's her father's favorite. And it seems as though the boys are constantly trying to do stuff to win his approval. But he's like, no, no. I can just imagine when he introduces his kid, he's like, well, that's Eric. And, well, Donald Trump just makes, Donald Trump Jr. just makes babies and hunts. But Ivanka, she really, she is me. She is the awesomeness of the awesomeness of the awesomeness that is Donald Trump. (laughs) Like I just, I just like, and, 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 see the three of them and, together. And you, you forget the, you forget the fourth daughter, you know, the fourth kid, like everybody else. No, does. no, no. I don't, I don't, I don't forget and her. She's not important. It, He's like, that's just Tiffany. Don't worry about her. She's on Instagram somewhere. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, Tiffany gets no nothing from his dad. You know, it's, it's just like. It's, I think the reason why she doesn't exist. <laughs> Well, no, I don't think that it's not that she doesn't exist. I think the reason why she seems to be a little bit more grounded is because as flighty as her mother is, because her mother, Marla Maples, is into, like, lights right. and crystals and cosmic rays and stuff like that, I believe that because she wasn't 100% in that lifestyle, that kind of saved yeah, her a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I think that that's kind of saved point. her a little bit. Because um, I lived in D.C. for... I lived in D.C., Virginia, and Maryland for about 12 years. So I've cooked for just about anybody and everybody you could possibly think of that's in D.C. And I was there um, right after, um, you know, 9-11, and they went to war because my partner actually, um, well, my ex-partner actually, was in the army. So I went through the whole like dealing with, you know, being away and the whole nine yards and it's not easy. The problem is, is that when you have people like Donald Trump that have never experienced war, that do not respect the sacrifice that soldiers make, that soldiers families make and is so willing to just send Americans to war that should be like that little, it should be a small light bulb. It doesn't have to be a big light bulb, a small light bulb that says, whoa, maybe this isn't a man that we want in charge. Maybe this isn't a man that we want to have his finger that close to a button. Maybe this isn't a man that we want to have on a hair trigger because he's obviously extremely thin skinned 
And when you have right. to have your press secretary, your communications director, Sean Spicer, get on TV and beg Americans to be nice to him, that's a problem. Right. A huge problem. Anyway, well, I'm done. Was, I'm done venting about him. That's okay. No, I mean, I love hearing what you have to say. We're we're it's almost time for Dawn to come on the show. But um, yeah, tell tell the listeners how they can follow you. Um, you know your social okay. media. Um, if you have your website um, available, the um, I know. I mean, you've got a great blog. Um, I mean, you're you're going to be starting your um, your your show, which yeah, you're pumped about, um, you know. Woo-hoo. So yeah, what, let us know how we can let us know how we can find that and um, okay, and and then about a minute Go and a half, there. Uh, Don, Don will be calling in. Okay, um, okay. Well, mo- you can, anybody can find me on Twitter as I am Chef Apple. So it's I A M C H E F A P P L E. Yes, that it really is my name. Um, I'm on Twitter and Facebook as I am Chef Apple. The blog, I have three, three. Well, I have three podcasts that are coming out, but the main one that we're talking about today is going to be called I Am Elgatha. It's just going to be kind of like my commentary on what's happening, um, what I see happening, and I'm going to try and really be unbiased and have as many facts as possible. I'm not just going to put something up because I'm going to be able to put it up, um, and that. Twitter page is I A M E is an echo L G is in great A T is in Tom H is in Harry A so it's I am Elgatha and that's kind of going to funnel from um, the I am Chef Apple to the I am Elgatha Twitter page. My website is going to be up soon, and that, there's going to be a link on that. Um, and then my other podcast is going to be called um, Couch. Convo, so it's basically couch conversations, and I'll be having information that'll be going from one Twitter page to the next, that like, like informs people. But the I analysis is also going to be me because I'm going to be able to tap all of like my political resources, and I'm going to be able to get interviews and talk to people, and so it's just really going to be interesting, and it's going to give a different perspective because, you know, your show is great, and I love the the um, the conversation that you have when um, I was listening to the one that you did with Craig, and it was just really interesting, and I love the way that you guys kind of played off of each other. Um, Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. It's kind of going to be a little bit of that, but what I'm going to try and do is actually get people that are in kind of like the thick of it, and we're going to be like, it's going to be like, okay, what's going on? Why is this going on? Why are you not doing anything? And then if you need our help, what can we do to help you? That's kind of going to be the premise of I Am Elgatha. And in That's her it. free time, hopefully she will be um In my free time I walk my dog. <laughs> and on your and on your show. Yeah. Trying not to use a lot of bad yeah. words. <laughs> well, like I told you you can. I mean we try not to, but I, I, I gave that up. I mean because the more I think about not cussing, I cuss. I know. It, That's to me. I'm like, don't say the bad words. Don't say the bad words. And then the bad words comes out, and you're just like, damn it. I told myself not to say it. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It's all good. Hey, we'll take a quick break um, and get okay. ready for dawn. And, um, you know, everybody listening, uh, we will be right back. 
my multi-million dollar studio that Prince gave me when he passed. Between the three of us, and I just thought I would see if I could stump her. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting in the Starbucks parking lot, looking like a crazy person, laughing at the two of you. By the way, just want to say that. Technology is awesome. <laughs> how, yes. how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm I'm glad it's Friday. I'm um Yeah, me too. This I just can't be thankful enough. Um Are you, you doing know, a happy day? Um, like, oh yeah, oh yeah, it's Friday. <laughs> I definitely, definitely I've I, I always listen and music is almost a constant in this house and I kind of had on my Friday jams earlier, and I'm ready to go. I'm, I mean, what? I mean, it's not like I'm going to go out. I'm still in my pajamas, and I will will stay in them. But it feels good knowing that it's Friday. And, you know, Don, we were talking about yesterday. I think it was no, 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 somebody else. But I, and, and you and your wife must be at this point in your life where. Like people suggest going out, especially on a Friday, and you're just like, no, I want to go home. <laughs> I, oh, I yeah, I'm a total homebody. By eight, you know, 8 o'clock or earlier, and, um, you know, I fall asleep on Fridays now. I swear to God, I'm so tired by the end of the week. I may fall asleep by 8. It's crazy. I'm like, how did, how did I used to go out so much? I mean, that was a long oh, it's time called ago. Youth. But it's called youth. Yeah, I guess. Once you hit 40, everything goes downhill. That's what my experience has been. <laughs> 40 oh, minutes off. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think my Apple sh- has that problem. No, she's, a, she's a young star. Like, you want me? I just saw my cat from jumping out the window of the car. <laughs> Do you have your cat with oh, you? Literally, yes, you have I'm a cat moving. in the car with you. Oh, my gosh. I'm how late? How stereotypical I'm, is that? <laughs> I'm, no, I know, I'm, right? I have a dog and two, I have a dog and two cats, and I'm moving to California. And the cat just uh. trying to jump out the window. <laughs> They're trying to escape. Okay. Um, no, oh my gosh. See, she lives in your home. I'm not partying. She lived in your uh, home state, Dawn, and um, has decided to get as far away from the East Coast as possible in case something happens in this country. uh, I decided to flee. She has has, uh, done a a trip across the country to, uh, well, I don't want to say what. San Diego. San Diego. I'm going to San Diego. Okay. Okay. I'll say it. I I got two moves. In case one of your many stalkers are listening. I got two moves. Scrappy and play dead. Ain't nobody going to mess with me. And oh. come on. So, I got the yeah, I got you know. Yeah. Look, at the end of the day, you know, I have me, <laughs> and I can close my eyes. I know how to protect myself. <laughs> <laughs> my sister has a pair of taser brass knuckles. I'm not quite sure how oh. that works, but she's still you know, running. Yeah, and she had them out when my kids were little, and I was like, those need to go away because they're boys, and this is not going to end well. So they'll find them and figure out a way. I don't want to take anybody to the hospital on their visit. She lives in the mountains in Roanoke, Virginia, so. Oh, I I know Roanoke. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Why do you have them? 
Is she? Is well, she, she part when of she'd exercise, yeah. when she'd exercise, she'd have them in case you know. I don't know, wild animals. She needs a jump start. Mountain jump people. Start I don't know. <laughs> it seemed a little excessive to me, but that's all right. <laughs> if you run, just run faster. You know. <laughs> she's part of. She's part of the Avengers, I think. I, she might be. I don't know. She had oh a cape God, when she was little, so. I'm literally dying. I'm literally dying right now. Literally dying. I'm in a car with two cats, a dog, a longboard taped to the top of my, top of my roof. Looking like, like a crazy person. <laughs> I spent way too much time at rest stops, okay? Look, I'm not trying to do any more time at rest stops. After this call, it's a straight shot to San Diego. Oh, no. Well, yeah. uh, you, you plan on getting there tonight? Yeah, I plan on getting there tonight. Even driving five miles under the speed limit, I plan on getting there tonight. Okay, maybe not like tonight tonight, but like early tomorrow night. <laughs> like tomorrow tonight. Early enough. <laughs> no, I just um, I've been talking about moving to California for forever, and. I will give Donald Trump credit for this. It will probably be the only thing I ever give him credit for is that when he won, it kind of lit a fire under my butt, and I was just like, ooh, got to go. So um, that's, what, that's, what, that's what's going on. I'm, I'm just heading out. Like, literally, I, I have a Volkswagen Touareg. I have the SUV, and I, I have two cats, a dog. The cat cage, the cat's actually laying on top of, his cat box, like, mm, I'm not going back in this, so I don't know what you're going to do. And, um, you know, dog and cat food, um, some stuff, some stuff to the top of my to the top of my car. I look like I should be with a horse, a carriage, and about 50 people following behind me. That's what I look like. Oh, my God. Look like right Gold now. rush. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you have your pants. Where is it? We've got the Oregon Trail going. <laughs> oh my gosh! I I have been on I ten way longer than I think any normal human being should be on I ten. Literally, that's the worst interstate. So it's because it doesn't end. On. It doesn't end. It really doesn't. Does it go it, through Texas? Nope. Oh, I'm that's, boy, okay. did she. I can never go on I ten. I got one for you. <laughs> Try driving through. The Panhandle of Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Texas, with a Hillary Clinton window sticker. Oh, no. I would have just taken the speeding ticket. I'm like Thelma and Louise. I'm going around. I'm going up to, like, Route 66 and going across that way and then going down if I ever go to Southern California or Vegas. There's no well, way in hell that, you could pay me and my, my wife plan. enough money to drive through all those places. Nope. Oh, yeah, we, we had a hitchhiker. <laughs> oh, man. a hitchhiker, but I can't. Nope. <laughs> she really does pick up a hitchhiker. I did. I picked up an old hitchhiker. I know. She oh my really gosh, did. are you nuts? I'm a worried about her. No. Yeah. Oh my I gosh. Live, I live. I live vicariously through faith and hope. Well, obviously. <laughs> Where's the common sense? That's so gonna be the title of your memoir from your journey. <laughs> when they find me on the side of the street, spread eagle. I'll be like, no, no, no. Kate, she was fine. She said it was fine. She was fine with it. With Kate. With David Knuckles. 
Grace is regretting this decision right about now. She's like, what did I just do? Shut the hell and gone. Note to self. <laughs> I, I can't even breathe okay. right now. Okay, I'm bringing it in. Dawn. Okay, thank you. you. Oh, mom, Mom's yelling at us. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's all your We're fault, We're talking about Dawn. you today. It's all your fault. That's all right. I'm a rebel. You've got this awesome book out. Um, tell us, I mean, it's been out for a while, but tell us about the book Switching Teams. Um, you know, I mean, don't give it all away. There's some good stuff in there, but, you know. Well, yeah. Tell, tell us why you wrote the book. Well, <laughs> when, when I left my husband and left my marriage and my wife and I, you know, upended the entire world, apparently, um, <laughs> Uh, we, I started kind of just writing stuff out. Everybody said, oh, it's therapy. It's, it was really not. So I wanted, I kind of felt like um, there wasn't a whole lot of support from a lot of the people that we knew at the time. It was just so shocking and all of that fun stuff. So um, I didn't set out to write a book. I just kind of wanted people to understand that this wasn't easy for us because, you know, everybody thinks, oh, sure. they ran off together and they're just, you know, Look at them. They just got up and left. And I literally live a mile away from my old house. My kids didn't even have to change school buses. So what everyone thought was happening, there just wasn't a whole lot of um, understanding about what this is like being the person who comes out. So there's books and books in the straight, you know, the straight spouse network. And it's all very, um, I wasn't, I read this stuff because I wanted to see if it might have helped my husband at the time. But there was nothing that was personal or experience. There was a, there was a few books out that were uh, like little stories, a couple pages here or there just about the experience. But I wanted people to um, know really what it's like. So what they're seeing is I run off. But what's really happening is my I, I left my marriage of 17 years. I was with him for 20. Three kids or parents are getting divorced. Just kind of like step in my shoes. Um, so that was the first purpose you know, my first kind of motivation. And the second motivation was um, I, I wanted people to, who have gone through this similar experience to know that they're not alone. Because seriously, I think Yvette and I thought we invented this, <laughs> you know, because we didn't know anybody that had this happen to. So we, um, I, I wanted people to, to be able to say, I, I told my wife before I even, sent it to the publisher and we were editing it for a really long time. I said, if one person tells me, thank you, I don't feel alone. That's my goal. My goal wasn't to be, you know, rich and famous, which, you know, I'm not. Um, Dawn. Not yet. Anyway. I just want to say thank you. I just want to say thank you. That book changed my life. Really? Yeah. I just want to say thank you. Well, you're welcome. I appreciate that. I've gotten, I I mean, I get contacted I get contacted every day by somebody. I get a, a private message, email, you know, someone will shoot me a, a text or something because, and, and that that's why I did it. And to me, that that's makes it worth. It's not, you know, a uh, New York Times bestseller, which it wasn't meant to be. It, it's a story. It's my story. 
so, you know, the people who have had some criticism of the writing of it or the style of it, Goodreads is brutal, by the way, just so you know, if you ever write a book, <laughs> they're, they're pretty brutal. Um, I'm actually reading know, it on Goodreads. Yeah, well, good. Just you know, don't, don't read some of the reviews. You know, okay. I'm like, okay, I'm not a writer. I'm a, a real estate broker, so I can write okay. <laughs> but um, I, I never was. That's not my, you know, my profession. So I just wanted people to to know like what it was like for people who were on both sides. And it's kind sure. of still a work in progress because we're still, you know, it's every day is something new and it's. Or no different than any other people, whether you're gay, straight, doesn't matter. It's relationships, it's family, it's the world, and it's been um, I've I've enjoyed it, and I've gotten some really great feedback from it. And you sent me this amazing <laughs> article that cur- curved with the one with Ellen on the cover. You are in I know. magazine. I, I know. Did you die? I still, I yeah, well, the, oh the story God. behind that, the story behind that is um, Lindsay D'Arcangelo contacted me, um, geez, it was maybe January of last year when the book first came out. She had, you know, asked if I was interested in being interviewed. She wanted to do an interview. She came across it, and I was like, okay, so we finally did the interview. I think it was in March, and she thought... Um, it was going to be in the July, August edition. So I'm waiting and waiting and waiting and it comes out and I'm looking, I'm like, I'm not in it. I'm like, Oh my gosh, they cut me, you know, <laughs> so I was feeling a little deflated, but you know, she checked and she goes, no, it's going to be September, October. It's the sports issue. So the, title of the book kind of fits in with that. So I, we get it. And like Ellen's on the cover and there's, an, uh, there's some like, pretty cool people in there you know Megan Rapinoe's in there I'm like yeah it was Pino, kind of surreal I was like yeah Ellen's on the yeah. cover I'm on page 43 not no biggie what you know what's for dinner you know so it was really kind of cool <laughs> it was very that, it, it was cool yeah and it was a great article great um it it you know tells you a lot about you and uh for people uh listening out there I will put that up um shortly on Twitter, so people can uh, find out even more about you. But uh, can, yeah, continue with your story. I mean, um, so I mean, do you want to go into how long you and your wife had known each other, and uh, tell us a little bit about that relationship and how how it came together? Well, I met my my now wife um, when our kids were tiny. I think our oldest were four. And her mom was the director of religious education at the at the church near us. So um, she would go and help her out, and we had uh, volunteered for a vacation Bible school because I was all gung ho back then. And I met her there. Her she was basically kind of held hostage. She was told show up, and you know she was kind of like <laughs> did most of the work, uh, you know, putting things together and. When I first met her, she was like, she looked miserable. Like if she could get up on the building and jump, she would. So I don't know. There was something about her. So we we met, and I kind of made her laugh, and we pretty much were best friends from that point on, you know. And and the funny thing is, our oldest two are very alpha male and and very different, and they they never really clicked. So you know, you have you know four year old kids, and you're like the mommies and 
we didn't care that they didn't go wrong. We were like, well, we'll just do stuff when they're not around, <laughs> you know, and if they are around, they can tolerate each other for an hour. So, but we were friends for 10 years and um, just, it was a different friendship. And I didn't know what it was. I thought I was crazy for, you know, a lot of those years because I knew there was something, didn't know what, but I knew that I always wanted to be where she was. So about 10 years in, <laughs> I was like, I figured it out about a year before I said anything to her and I just kind of put it out there and I was prepared for her to go, okay, sorry, love you like a friend, but I didn't really expect her, you know, I was prepared for either way for her to go get out of here or for her to go, okay, I feel the same way. So after that point, it was a few months and, you know, this was around Christmas time in 2010 and then 2011, you know, June, we moved in together, told our husbands in March, and moved on from there. And now here we are, six years later. I'm sitting here bawling, just bawling what? now. Oh, I'm making people cry. I don't want anybody to cry. <laughs> so that's that's kind of that's our story. And you know, since then we've we we both started all over and kind of still building back up. Um, I'm about sure. to, I actually haven't really made this announcement, but I'm about to um, open up my own brokerage once I get all the stuff from the state back. And I was wondering uh, what you missed the other day when you said something, and I was like, wait, what does that mean? When we were talking. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I didn't want to be. My current broker. No, 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 no. I've been with my current broker for like the last four years, and I've known him a really long time. Great great guy um we just have we have a good relationship i just wanted to do something good. on my own and be a little more um you know just kind of I'm, I'm like i like being the boss exactly <laughs> my, my wife will agree with that but um i just yeah i just wanted to to keep keep growing keep moving up that's what i don't like to stay stuck anywhere for too long and um mm. so we're just always doing something her and i so this is the big, you know, my book was last year, so I don't know what I'm going to, you know, what's next, but this will this will be a while. So I'm really excited. Yeah, and now your your wife, is, is it okay to say her name? Is she cool with that? Oh, or? yeah. Okay, yeah, so okay. Yvette is, uh, she owns her own photography business, correct? Which seems yeah. to be doing really well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she, um she actually has a project she's working on that kind of came about um, uh, in the fall and that's going to be at the end of February. It's like a, a visual story about, you know, pain and courage and, and there's going to be dancing and singing and her images are going to be on the back wall of this venue. Oh, it's going to be really cool. So we're oh, that sounds really nice. Yeah, we're we're psyched for that, and I hope to have um, have be able to post it somewhere. You know, have somebody come in and do video of it. So I, I just I'm so excited for her because she's so awesome. Eventwaters.com is her website if you want to look at her work. It's amazing. Okay. She does events. Now, what, she does what's everything. the name of that again? Um, it's com. Is okay? it with a Y or an I? Uh, with I a Y. Y V E. Yeah, Y V E T T E Waters.com. Okay. Awesome. And she's got. I will definitely take laughed, a look. Yeah, she laughs because if you go on and like if you go to the uh, client gallery, her job is perfect for her because she's a creative type. So her brain's always bouncing from thing to thing. So if you look like in the first ten galleries that are up, 
she'll do like a burlesque show and then she's got like a corporate meeting and then she's got, you know, <laughs> like she photographed like the church ceremony group and then a wedding and then, you know, senior picture. It's just funny. If you look through the, she does so many different things. It's just, it's funny to me. She's like, can you believe this? I'm like, yeah, I can. So. Yeah. So, yeah I, cool. I definitely looked at her stuff because I'm, I'm a wannabe uh, photographer, and, uh, and wow, she's amazing. Um, her, her stuff is definitely amazing. And um, you've, you've been pretty honest about this, so I think this is okay to bring up. If not, you can shut me down on my own show. Okay. I don't care. Um, but you guys have been dealing with something pretty difficult lately. Um, do you want to talk about that at all? Sure, I can I can talk about uh-huh. that. Like I I think I told you when we spoke the other day, um I'm kind of an open book. We we you know, when we came out, we had people saying, "Well, don't tell the kids." And I'm like, "No, nope, I'm not doing that anymore. This is it. All out in the open." And we're, you know, we're good. So, yeah, um in October, uh my wife was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer. So, at the beginning of December, she had a double mastectomy and um, she's still recovering from that, but uh, fortunately, no chemo, which we're not sure, you know, how that happened, but we're not going to complain. She will have to be on the tamoxifen for, for five years, which, you know, uh-huh. has, has some side effects, but it's just, um, you know, go from go from there. I mean, it, we're, and her grandmother had it on both sides. Her mom died from metastasized cancer. Um, her grandfather, you know, my stepmom just died the day before she had her surgery from metastasized cancer. So, you know, December wasn't exactly Uh, like the the best month we've ever had, but, um, you know, get through it and she's, she's doing, she's doing well. Um, it's, it's been, it's been tough and we were, you know, it, it, we have these moments when we are very aware that we're lesbians in the world and this is like one of those moments because there's always like a little bit of uncertainty about okay was this person going to have a problem with this and in fact the surgeon that we were referred to um there was another surgeon that we could have gone to and the the nurse coordinator specifically sent us to the one that she sent us to because the other one she wasn't sure that she would you know not have a problem with us being a gay couple so it's like little things like that when you go in you, you know, to the hospital, you don't know when you're going to run across the homophobic nurse or, you know, most people right, in healthcare are fine, right. but we're, we're in Florida. So let's just, you know, be honest here. <laughs> oh, um, you live in Florida still. Oh yeah. I'm, we're out of here. As soon as my youngest who is 13 graduates, I think we're, we don't know where we're going, but just know we're, we're going to go somewhere, but I don't know now. Well, we have a friend that lives in Long Beach. Um, so we we talked about going out to visit her, and actually she has a sister that lives out in Anaheim. So just don't drive. That story is drive. that story is actually way better than my story. She just hasn't gotten around to having me write it yet because she's picturing yeah. I'm the word. That's how we work. <laughs> she's yeah. like, you're gonna have to take care of that. But but yeah, we're just um, except now you know with her surgery, like she can't tolerate the cold because of the mm. surgery and the scars. So I'm like, oh, great. You know, thanks, dear. You know, <laughs> I was teasing her. I'd like to go live in Alaska with the, you know, with the frontier people, but she wouldn't make it like 10 minutes up in the wild. Mm. 
Like her her definition of camping is the wilderness lodge at Disney, and I'm like, it is time to go. <laughs> She's like, no, me too. <laughs> she she says that. Yes. <laughs> camping out is so. amazing. Well, we were going to go camping this fall, and she got cancer. So I'm like, boy, you'll do anything to get out of camping, you know. <laughs> so, damn, well, I like you a lot, Don. You're funny. You're almost as oh, funny as I am. I'm kidding. You're actually really awesome. Well, thank you. I forgot what the question was. So, oh, the cancer. So yeah, that's what's, that's what's been going on. <laughs> cancer. Everything's cancer. So we try and just have normal. And then go to the doctor and, you know, do what we can to not get cancer back. So. Yeah, and I, you know, I've, I've, I've been, you know, definitely following you, um, you know, since all of this. And it's it's been amazing to watch. And you're, the two of you, your love, it, it, I like, the picture you posted last night, I was just like, <laughs> I, 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 that's I, not her I, though. I, that's funny. Oh, that I wasn't Yvette in that picture. That no, that's was no, that? that's um. Such a beautiful picture. Blue Star. Regardless. Yeah, well, Yvette took the picture, so um, that's Blue mm. Star. She she's the one that owns the venue where we actually we've known them when we first came out. We did our whole like few months thing where we were trying to figure out like what to do. So we're both forty. I was forty and she was forty two. So we like found the gay club, you know, on women's night and we go down there and we actually met. Yeah. So we, we met these, these people like, and she would, the shows are performers and blues actually got about four businesses and she's, she does show, you know, choreographs, cruise shows and she's, she's, you know, yeah, she is awesome. So, but she had a friend um, four years ago who died from sinus cancer and his name was Tweeka. Um, John Tweeka Barber was his name. And when he died, before he died, she promised that she they would do something to keep, you know, to help people living with cancer. So she started the Barber Fund. Um, and basically mm. it is a, you know, nonprofit that helps families and people going through cancer. So if you need your mortgage paid, it, like, helps people right here in the community. And they have a recipient you know, someone who just found out they have a cancer, you know, they get nominated or chosen and they just have done great work in the last four years. So she's the one who, she's the, you know, founder, co-founder of it. And we went there New Year's Eve. This is our first time out in forever. And she's just real, you know, she's very special to all of us. They all are. So they're kind of our Orlando family. Um, so that was a, a good night, and she, you know, <laughs> she was calling Yvette up on the, onto the stage because there was a show, and <laughs> Yvette wanted to get the hell out of there, and she was like, Yvette, come, come get in a picture, and Yvette's like, ugh, because we were both crying. It was just like, <laughs> it hit midnight, and we were both just like, oh my gosh, what is going on in our lives, you know, <laughs> so it was like a relief, but like a reality hit us in the head, because when you're in the middle of it, you can't sit around and think about it. So, right, right. And so, so Blue hugs me, and I'm not really a hugger, so I was like, it was just okay, Blue. And Yvette's like snapping the picture. I'm like, great, you like got me totally crying a picture of me, and she's just laughing because, uh, you know, I was quite well, it's a beautiful amused. Picture. I'm like, well, thanks, hon. It, it, it was very moving. <laughs> very moving. Oh, well, um, it was. It was a good moment. It uh, makes me smile. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
you know, you mentioned being in the Orlando area, and you know what? What would you say? Um, you know, uh, how how's the you know how involved are you guys with the community? How's Orlando been um, since this awful event that took place at Pulp um, in, in June of last year? Well, I don't think there's anybody tougher than people in Orlando, that's for sure. Or, you know, more loving, generous, caring. Um, everybody's, it It did leave a mark for sure. And we still have, you know, on Facebook, um, Yvette, since she is very involved in the, the art, I guess, the artist down there, because she takes pictures for different shows, um, she's mm-hmm. more friends with them. So I see, you know, someone just yesterday posted a lot of people who are Pulse employees are still looking for work. So if anybody knows of anything, can you please, you know, and within minutes, there were like 30 posts. Hey, call me, call me if you, if you want to, if you're willing to relax me, I have something for you. Oh, That's amazing. what Orlando is. It's like instant. You put, you put something out there and it's like instant to the point where every single time they have to go, okay hold up we're going to need more later we have too much so that's pretty much orlando <laughs> in a nutshell <laughs> it's you know and we're we're involved um with some of that we live outside the city so it's a little bit of right. a, not so we're not down in we'd love to be down there living but you know you don't live in the so the lottery yeah the lottery hasn't quite you know worked for us yet so i mean it's pretty expensive down there but you know, we that's that's pretty much Orlando. You, you put it out there, and everybody jumps on it. So we're, I guess it's you know, we're get, we're getting by. Everybody's you know grieving and the changing, and but there's there's so much unity and love. That's those are the two words that that are the only two words that I can come up with. You know. Yeah, I think I, I think I shared with you that I. Uh, was down in your area um, late the second weekend of November for it, it, it was the weekend after the uh, this gross election process and yeah. Uh, yeah and we we went for a gay wedding I mean I think a wedding is a wedding is a wedding but I intentionally called it a gay wedding because it was just damn it, I'm gonna be in your face and you know, we we are we are letting love win. We are going to this wedding. We are, are not gonna sit silently. Um and even the wedding itself, the best man, it kinda it kinda took a uh political turn that I don't think he planned, but it was so eloquent and so beautiful that you know, talking about because the majority of the people in the room, well, really all the people in the room were either part of our community or, you know, incredible supporters and, you know, talking about pulling together and um, being there for one another. Um, so that wedding was beautiful, but um, I was invited to, you know, meet some people up at Pulse and, um I was not prepared. I I I, I don't know what. Yes. I mean, I don't know how you can prepare for that. But no, you um, can't. Yeah, and it's I, something. You know, when I was invited, I felt like I 
I felt like I had to go because, you know, we normally don't go every day with this radio show, but we really, um, that week it was important for us because we knew mainstream media wasn't going to cover it from uh, a point of view that we would all want. And so, you know, we made sure we covered it and we covered it in such a way, you know, where we weren't sensationalizing it. We were, we were having people on letting us know um, the best ways to donate, the best ways to help, you know, not everybody get in a car and drive to Orlando, you know, you know, save your money and send it for, you know, this and this. And, um, you know, we, we try to do as much as we could um, as a show. And, um, but I tell you, when, when we got there, it just, I, I I'm usually not a big crier, especially in public. But um, the only thing I can say is I lost my shit. I mean, I um, <laughs> it, it it was it was it was really difficult to be there, um, knowing what what happened behind those gates. You know, like they have up now. Um, yeah, a friend of mine. Um, she. she she works for uh, one of the counseling uh, companies around here. Like she's affiliated with it and she's Spanish speaking. Um, so they called her in. Uh, I actually worked with her when I was doing wellness coaching. She was one of my, my favorite clients and she got called down and was down there the day after. And it's, it, it was something else just, you know, so it's like, and a, and a friend of hers that she had gone to graduate school with um, was killed. Uh, Drew, Leonin was was one of her very 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 good friends. So she's down there helping mm-hmm. everybody else and having her own, you know, grief at the same time. And it was it's, it's rough, you know. It, it is rough. It's still rough. I mean, it's been six months, but oh, it's right. like, like six minutes. Y- you know, that's it, it's. it's not, I don't it's think awful. it's anything. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I don't think it's anything. Our community will ever forget and get over. Um, well, nobody should, gay or not. I mean, that's, yeah. just, that's insane. Like, the violence right. is crazy. Right. And, and you know, the targeted violence is sickening, you know, but all of it's disgusting. And there's, you know, but everybody's, you, know, you can only do what you can do, you know. And we definitely have right. a rally going on down here, and it's it's been amazing really because all you feel is love that that's like i said earlier that that's the best part of it it's just love you know it's right mushes over here you know i said love you and it really was that it's like you know you know i told you the love (laughs) while i was there so a lot of people were there that day paying their respects and um you know you definitely you definitely felt the love and people were just and I, you know, I like you. I'm not a, I'm not a big hugger. And but I mean, you found yourself, you know, just kind of hugging on people and say, you know, trying to, um, trying really hard to, um, just say, you know, we're gonna be okay. We've we've got to stick together, and you know, let's never forget what you're seeing right now. Because a lot of people had come in from other places and had not been to Orlando and had not visited cults like myself. And, um, and it was, 
it, it was it was it was it was shattering really to be there. Um, well, they had planned um, to sell the property to the city of Orlando, and the owner um, decided not to. So, which was, you know, a good thing because the history of Pulse is, you know, she opened it in honor of her brother, who right um, died from AIDS. So it was like his, like her legacy of him, and which was, you know, I think everybody was pretty happy about that. It's just. You know, it's never, I don't, it's just always going to be a place now. That means, you know, it's tragedy, but it's also the other side of tragedy. It's love. Right. You're so right. Um, we're going to have the halfway point. I'm, I, I, let's take a quick break, grab some water if you need it, and uh, we'll come back. And Somebody uh, wake up Chef Apple. I think she fell asleep. Yeah, I no, know. I'm okay. here. I'm disgusted right now. Not by you. I'm looking at oh. stuff on Twitter because my feed is going through, and apparently the report has been released that Putin was involved with getting Trump elected, and the Republicans right now have silenced the Democrats that are opposing the EC votes. They're pulling the microphone every time somebody gets up to oppose them. So I'm, I'm, just, I'm mm-hmm. sitting here. I'm sitting here stunned she's right now. Doing, Thank you. She's but doing. I'm <laughs> yeah, I was like, she sure is quiet right now. I know. I'm like, did the cat get out? Is she chasing the cat up I-10 or what's happening? Yeah, I know. I'm not chasing my cat up I-10. Not yet. <laughs> He's probably trying to escape right now, though. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. let's I'm take just, a quick I'm break. So, I'm so fuming it's right okay. now. It's all right. We're going to take a quick break, come back and talk to author Don Waters, and we will return shortly. You're broken down and tired of living life on the merry-go-round, and you can't find a but I see it in you, so we gon' walk it out Ooh, mountains We gon' walk it out and Oh, okay. 
we have each other And for that we have each other play that song since um, the events that happened in Orlando. I was not prepared. Um, I'm going to go ahead and bring back on Apple and Dawn. Um, You guys there? Yeah, I was sitting there singing I'll Rise Up. You came back on. I was yeah. like, oh, good thing she talked The funny yeah. thing is, yeah, I, that, that, when I had... came, that became our song that week, and um, we opened the show well, we, every uh, time with it. I love it. I love it. When I did my, uh, I had a book launch party in February, mm-hmm. and one of our friends, she's an improv dancer, so I had four songs that I picked out that kind of, there's a video of it on YouTube, on my YouTube channel. Um it's the actual, you know, the whole performance, but it kind of, I picked songs that told the story of the whole experience of, you know, coming out and like getting past fear and everything. It was, and that was one of the songs that I picked back, back then. So I love that song. I love that song. Yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful song. That is for sure. Um, wasn't, I was not ready for the reaction I was going to have. So I'm trying to pull my shit together right now. Um, yeah. Um, got a little touched. Um, yeah. So we were we were talking about you know uh, kind of some of the things that you've been a part of you know, there in the Orlando area, and um, you know, I I, I would like to kind of switch gears and talk a little bit about uh, family life. I I think you guys have such a great story and how um, you just kind of how things molded together um how, how did that go for you guys because um, both of you um i can't remember exactly i mean i know how many kids you have but who who brought kids to the mix <laughs> she has one she has one and he is um he's 19 my oldest okay. is 19 and then i also have a 17 year old and a 13 year old so um, 
the, our oldest two are only, you know, two months apart, and they were, you know, kind of freaking fracking, you know. <laughs> so my kids pretty much, and Andrew especially, um, Shane was two, that my younger two don't ever remember Yvette not being in their life. So when we came out, that was the one bonus or kind of something that was much easier than I think a lot of people experience when they come out. We kind of had each other. Sure. I, when Tracy, when we were talking, I, I told him like, um, don't ask me about dating because I've never dated. So I just kind of, you know, <laughs> went from my marriage to Yvette. So <laughs> that was a blessing. That was the second blessing. I didn't have to lesbian date. So that's, I'm grateful for that every day. Um, but lesbian they, dating, it, that's a, yes. that's a, that's a topic for another show. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so my kids have always, and, and we were very close. Our families were very close. We did holidays together. We, you know, my my ex and, and I and, and her and her ex, we went on a couple's vacation. So it was, um, there was a lot of difficulty, but as far as, like, the kids were concerned, we you know, it wasn't a big change for them. They knew her already. So they didn't have to get used to somebody new or so I think it was a little bit easier and, and quite honestly, they're uh they were more upset that their dad and I was not gonna be married anymore than they were that I was gay or I was gay with her or it just it didn't really phase them uh, the yeah. the whole gay thing, which is which is great. Um mm-hmm. but it was more difficult you know, their parents not being together, which it's understandable. So in this scenario, not only do you have me getting like, oh, crap, I'm gay. What the hell do I do now? But I'm also going through a divorce. And either of those things on their own is huge. And together at the same time, it was, you know, we we laugh now, but at the time it wasn't very funny some days. (laughs) You know, there were some some rough rough days. that that you know we we got through and I but it's it's no different everybody's got rough days so you know we're not special in that way like like oh yeah we shouldn't have to have anything bad happen to us because of all of the things we've been through I'm like it's life stuff happens and you either you know I'm going to be corny rise up or you just get stuck so those are the two options any of us have at any given time you know rise up absolutely absolutely you're, you're sometimes so it's not correct. pretty, but <laughs> sometimes it's not pretty. But you know, you got to keep going, keep moving on. Isn't the Lord? I think people are a lot stronger than they think they are. That's you know, the one thing. And you know, I my my message, the whole book is you know, first and foremost about being who you are. Be yourself. Be authentic. And it's not it's not always pretty to be authentic because you have to be brutally honest about yourself and where you came from and why you do what you do and, mm-hmm. you know, and not to be afraid because that is to me the number one thing that stops people from moving into, you know, their light and where they can be and their talent and whatever it's being afraid. And, um, yep. you know, Without a doubt. Um, oh man, I'm just listening. Sometimes, sometimes I get quiet, and I'm like, "Oh, I can't do that on a radio show, can I?" Um, <laughs> I'm like, "I'm hanging here. You leave me hanging." 
I'm just gonna let you carry the show for the rest of the. Uh, I, I I do want to say something to our listeners and uh, followers on Twitter. Um, I, a lot of you are messaging me right now um, about uh, you know and and something that you know Apple mentioned it before we took our um, our break about um, you know they have re- they have released uh, the documents and uh, it would appear um, I'm not gonna say. Uh, you guys know our 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 take on the show that Craig and I uh, are never going to rush uh, any news out. Um, I want to. I need to read. We are not the mainstream media, um, and and I I want to um, be informed before I share anything with you. Um, I will definitely address this probably on Twitter. Um, I just don't feel like it's fair to you guys um, that I try to give you information that I'm not too uh, caught up with myself. I mean, it sounds like Apple's been reading a little bit, um, you know, and she probably um, knows more than me, but, um, you know, uh, but today is, you know, the show where, um, you know, we have brought we have brought Dawn on as our guest and, and that's what we're going to be focusing on today. Um, but thank you all for writing um, or emailing me. I, I promise you, I, I will do my diligence, you know, to um, find out this information about, um, you know, Apple, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. You know, I don't want to say but- too much. But you right. know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it, they're basically saying that you know, I mean, Putin definitely um, ordered the um, hacking and um, and the negativity that got out yeah. about um, Hillary. So what, but now there's right nothing now in is, there about Trump being involved. Um, um, well, he took the he took the intelligence briefing, and that was what I was just reading. He took the intelligence briefing and basically still denies that Russia had anything to do with it. Okay. Okay. I just, I'm, well, like, I'm literally like banging my head against the steering wheel right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm kind of wanting to do that myself, but you know, I, I, um, you know, I've worked really hard getting Dawn on the show and. Uh, <laughs> oh no! Please, Dawn, by all means. No, no, no. This no, is no. your this moment. This is your moment, and oh, you know, Fridays are, are are usually, um, you know, more laid back, and we're gonna carry on. Um, but I just I, I needed to say something because I'm getting inundated with messages that, um, you know, what do I think? What you know? Are you guys gonna do a show on this? Um, the answer to doing another show, uh, no. Um, we will cover it. I can assure you of that. But we're we're not going to jump to conclusions. And you, I mean, you guys have heard us say one million and fifteen times that uh, we we do not sensationalize things, and uh, we want to make sure we're giving you accurate facts. Um, I, I know that's a really weird uh, term used these days, but um, we go with facts. There, there's these things called truths and lies, and we kind of go with the truth. Um, you know, mainstream media has not been about that for a long time now, and, uh, you know, we don't want to give out anything that we haven't um, – 
we work really hard on verifying things, and um, I, I will I will do my due diligence um, to make sure we you know we we have a better a better idea of of what's going on and uh you know i i read a little bit on, on the break and i mean it, it's it's sickening yes you have every right to feel very sickened right now um on what what we are hearing um but you know don't you know Try to, if you can, try not to go around, you know, spreading um, falsehoods or things that you can't confirm. Uh, I, I think that uh, will, will will just hurt us as a whole. Um, so that's what I'm going to say about that. Uh, I feel like it needed to be addressed because apparently all hell is breaking loose on Twitter about this. And uh, um, But we are taking phone calls with, with Dawn. Um, that number is 215-383-3795. Again, that number is 215-383-3795. You are welcome to call in, talk to Don, ask a question. Um, you know, if you want to tell her how great she is, I'm sure she wouldn't mind hearing that either. Um, so let's get back to you. Because <laughs> it's all about you today. all about okay. you. Um, so, you know, I, I, I want to talk a little more about, um, you know, about the book. I mean, you know, how, I mean, it seems like it's done really well. Um, yeah, I've had, you know, it's, you know, my business brain, it's, you know, writing the book was the easiest part of all of it because once it's written, then all the work starts. So, I, I knew when I wrote it, my my hope was that everyone would read it because there's some it's it's not a book about how to be gay. It's not a you know the gay manual handbook or anything like that. It's about people, <laughs> you know. Right. I've had people comment like, oh, they wanted more juicy stuff and more. I'm like, why would that? That's private stuff. You know, it's it's not porn. It's not a romance novel. It's you know, it's my story and you know, my message is. You know, obviously I'm a lesbian, so being gay is part of my message. But the other part is, you know, more about being being a healthy person and being a healthy human and dealing with, you know, dealing with stuff. So it's um, target market was very small. I mean, the percentage of, you know, gay LGBT that came out later in life, you know, LGBT is a small enough target market, but you break it down into that segment and it's even smaller. So I kind of always, I'm a little bit, you know, Zen about everything. I'm kind of, well, whoever's meant to read it will read it. That's, that's kind of how I approach things because it's too much, you know, pressure. And I met my goal the first, first week it was out and somebody emailed me. So I'm kind of, that's how I approach things. You you set up expectations and you just get disappointed and it's like, whoever's supposed to read it, will read it. And they'll take something from it or they won't, but hey, yeah, put it out there. It's terrifying writing your story about yourself because I'm pretty private of a person. <laughs> and it's after, you know, if you ask Yvette, she laughed at me. Before I hit the send to send it to be published to the, to the uh, publisher, I literally sat for three hours, like could not. I was like, what? 
I've lost my mind. What am I doing? <laughs> you know, because it's frightening. I'm like, oh my gosh, everyone's going to read this. <laughs> you know, it's, almost, <laughs> it's frightening. Ah, you know, yeah. It's like you I know, I, put I yourself in a very it. vulnerable position. You know, so. Yeah. And I'm at a I'm at a disadvantage because me or follow me or whatever you want to call it they know so much more about me than I know about them and that makes me uncomfortable (laughs) you know I gotta like get a lay of the land and make sure we're like on even footing here but this was this was a uh it was fearless to do this so it was um it's it's been good and everything's been fine I haven't you know it, it was it was a good thing it's been a very very good thing so I've met a lot of really cool people how it would be um, and, and, and I love I've, your motto, I've, you know, about being fearless. And um, you know, tell us, tell us what that means to you. Just, well, in in my book, I talk a little bit about um, you know, my my background. You know, I've I have anxiety, diagnosed whatever from from when I was a kid. So it's not like this made me anxious or that made me. It was just that's how I'm wired. So I've spent a lot of my my life dealing with, you know, anxiety and not being fearless and not doing things because I'm afraid and missing out on opportunities and and like this this coming out experience for me was like I dropped all of that. Now, being fearless isn't like okay, I arrived now I'm not fearless anymore. I mean, at any moment you can be afraid. It's like built in. It's you know, fight or flight is it's just how everyone is wired. It's a protection. But sure. um, to me, being fearless means you, know, you can you can feel afraid, but you don't let that stop you. And again, it goes back to being honest with yourself. And you know, there's a lot of messed up people in the world, and it makes life difficult for people who aren't messed up or just anybody they come across. And mm-hmm. the main root of everything um, to me is fear. And I read a book a really long time ago. It's like a big, giant, thick book. I think Jack Canfield wrote it. And it talked about fear and dealing with fear. And the example that kind of put the light bulb on for me was, okay, so I have little kids. And little kid goes out in the street without looking. Mom freaks out and starts screaming and yelling and like loses her mind and it really is not that big of a deal. Like you could just go, "Hey, don't do that." But that right. response that fear brings, it's the fear of something happening to your child that is why you're yelling at them. It's not that you know. <laughs> so that right. to me was like, "Wow, like that fear reaction we all have and being aware of it is is like so huge to me." Um and people just think they they don't think past that fear part, um, and the and the fear reaction. So, to me, being fearless is you know I'm I'm a real estate broker and I have to meet new people all the time. I'm I struggle sometimes with with change. I don't like new things. It makes me anxious. So for me, it's getting in the car and going and doing it anyways, and knowing everything's going to be fine. And you got this. You know how to talk to people. It's not a big deal. <laughs> you know. So it's like little things, you know, and with, with the whole cancer with my wife, you know, we, we have a choice to make right now. Are we going to live now afraid that she's going to get cancer back for the rest of our lives? And that's no way to live. 
are there going to be moments when we're going right. to have, you know, lose our breath a little bit? Like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, I, I don't know. Something doesn't feel right. Do you think it's cancer? It, you know, we're going to have moments like that, but we have to live if she gets cancer and not when it's coming. You know, there's just right. that little shift that happens that. in your brain, mm-hmm. you know, and if it happens, we'll deal with it because that's what what you do. Can't worry right. about it. I did enough of that when I was younger, you know, worrying about crap that never happened and imagining things way worse than the actual thing, you know, <laughs> it's like right. when, like the last time I really got myself ramped up was, um, and this is, is in the book, when I had to tell the kids that I was gay and we were getting a divorce. I had, oh my gosh, I don't even know what, but I was like physically ill from the thought of having to tell them for a couple of months. You know, it was, it was rough. I was like, okay, telling my ex was like awful, but the thought of having to tell my kids made me physically sick because I was so afraid, you know, I was convinced my, my ex was going to make me leave the house that night. You know, he was going to kick me out on my, you know, (laughs) that didn't happen at all. And I was scared the kids wouldn't talk to me or want anything to do with me or would like hate me. And that didn't happen. So I made it like the worst. And I realized I'm like, I've spent a lot of time wasting my brain and wasting my energy worrying about stuff that's either not going to happen or not going to happen how I think it's going to happen. So it's just, it's very, the perspective is much different. I just kind of roll with stuff and I'm like a little mellow now. <laughs> it's it's kind of weird because even my wife, she knew me back when I was like a rat on acid and just completely like a little bit of a nut job. And she looks at me sometimes. She's like, who are you? I'm like, I don't really know. I mean, I had my moments. The day she had surgery, I was a complete wreck. Came on where I was like, oh, my gosh, it was awful. But that passed, and it's fine. It was just I was – nobody wants to sit while your wife's getting, you know, her breasts removed. That's, that's no fun for anybody, <laughs> you know? So it's no, like an appropriate no. response to the situation and not, you know, the weeks up to yeah. it, I wasn't working us both into a frenzy over it. I'm like, yep, well, we'll just deal with it. It'll be whatever. You know? Yeah. You're not going to have boobs. Oh, well we had a good run, you know? <laughs> and I so. don't, I don't know if I could do that. I mean, I would like to think I would be um, calm and, um, you know, what have you, but, I mean, damn, that's scary. Um, you had said that your lovely wife may be with you. Is she? Um, is she there with you? Yes, I have to go find her. Though I'm, I've located, I've relocated out into my wife's car because my dog started barking. So <laughs> yeah, I'm living the gypsy life. Are you up there? Are you up this there? This is how we bring you live. She wants to talk to you. Do you want to bring her on too? Yeah, come on. You want her to call in? Okay. Get your phone. I'm getting a death look. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. She has to pee first. Now everyone knows that she's peeing. So <laughs> Make it quick, sister. So in the meantime, I can tell you that... Um, I warned her. I said, you know, I might, she might want to talk to you too. She's like, are you kidding me? So she goes in the bathroom <laughs> to make sure she looks okay. I'm like, okay, you know, <laughs> it's not this television. Not TV. <laughs> yeah, it's not 
TV. Look good, feel so. good, right? Exactly, exactly. You know, she's just glad she's not going to lose her hair. Because that's, like, more scary to her than cancer. She's like, I do not have a nicely shaped head. <laughs> oh. She's like, your head is shaped way better. I'm like, well, if I could have done this for you, I would have. I'll find her phone. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, if people only knew what I typically did the show in, you would not worry about what you were wearing. I actually, I put clothes on today. I was like, I'm going to get dressed for this. So I feel like, you know, because I could be laying on the bed right now talking. And I'm like, I just think, I, <laughs> I don't think I'd be as funny because I'm really tired. The kids are here. Uh, it's our week with the kids. So I have to be up in the sixes. Probably the only I'm, reason I don't do that is because I would probably fall asleep. So. Yeah. All right. What's the, what's the number? <laughs> Yeah, what is my number? Uh, 215-383-3795-215-383-3795-215-383-3795-215-383-3795-215-383-3795-215-383-3795-215-383-3795-215-383-3795-215-683-3795-215-683-3795-215-683-3795-215-683-3795-215-683-3795-215-683-3795-215-
Yeah, no, we I'm, do not. I'm happy to hear that you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm really happy to hear that. Um, it sounds like the surgery went well, um, and um, no chemo, right? You'll no be chemo. on the pill. Yes, that is Hello. fantastic news. Um, I hope you guys go and celebrate somehow. If you haven't already, um, yeah, we're too tired. <laughs> we're too tired. Ooh, do you want to get a pizza tonight? That sounds like that sounds like celebration. Yeah, right? yeah that's, that's our kind of celebration. Uh, yeah, you know, want to order instead of actually cooking. Yeah, it's uh, that. That's I don't my do idea. any of the cooking, so it's like Dawn. What are you cooking? <laughs> yeah, I'm the well, chef. you know what? Around here, you brought it up. You brought it up, and I have to say, I guess Dawn and I have been um, talking for a couple of months now, since November, really, before Thanksgiving, because I highly remember a Thanksgiving picture of um, a casserole (laughs) that you cooked. That, that, hmm. <laughs> I don't it was know the one, it was the one thing she was in charge of monitoring. The one thing. <laughs> and I didn't actually make it. I was just in charge of taking it out of the oven. <laughs> it was it was sweet potatoes oh with God, marshmallows on top. You operate camera equipment all day, and you you can't take something out of the stove on time. We we had we had two friends over, and I was chit chatting with them <laughs> in the kitchen, and then we smelt something burning, and we were all like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And the bro- it was under, and the the best part is it was under the broiler. It wasn't just like in the oven baking slowly, browning. It was under the broiler. So we literally had, I don't know, maybe a nine-by-nine nine circle pan of charcoal that had a little bit of sticky marshmallow left under it. It literally, Yeah, and I literally had it about go a down minute or two to watch it. <laughs> no, it the whole house was full of smoke. I mean, like, it was awesome. Our I had to run like, upstairs with a towel to, to fan the fire smoke detector thing because it started to go off and it makes the dog nuts, and it was terrible. Yeah. I mean, I really didn't know you know you real well then, and um, you know, I hadn't really talked to you that much. You know, we we had talked, and then you know, um, you know, obviously your health came first, and we didn't talk too much there then. But um, that Thanksgiving photo, it came up on my Facebook, and I was I I was I wanted to make a really smart ass comment, but um, then I realized. Uh, okay, Tracy, you would probably do the same damn thing. So I, 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 I had to resist making uh, making a smart ass comment with you. Um, and by oh, the you way, you I didn't know. I know. <laughs> uh, my my co-host today is uh, well, her name's Apple, but I like to call her Sugar Apple. She is a French trained uh, co uh, oh. co-host. She's uh, probably like yeah. dying right now, driving. Now I'm going, really in there. She's going, oh my god! You're like, it's a twitch. No, 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 I, I, I get a job with her as a sous chef then. No, yeah, <laughs> I don't think she's from California. Um, 
I, you, you know, Apple, I really don't think I'll, – I'll see if I can't find that picture and send it to you of her uh, uh, lovely casserole. Poor sweet oh, her casserole. Well, yeah, and and I've – in the kitchen, I I cook, and mostly it's be, because we – you know, she cooked for her family for many, many years, but it's yes, different. I uh, how I cook years. is different. Yes, it's but just, uh, how I cook is different. Everything went into one pot, and that's how I yeah. cook. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually love one-pot meals. I actually love one-pot <clears throat> meals. Mm-hmm. Canned soup was my best friend. Yes. Chunkies, chunkies, <laughs> steak and potato. Or, or cream of something. You can make anything out of cream of something. Cream of mushroom. <laughs> cream of mushroom. Ugh. I will give you a really, really quick and easy recipe. You guys are killing hey. me here. I'm like, oh, my God. Don't don't eat. Yeah, Don doesn't no, eat. I think like you're giving us a recipe. Clean. Oh. You chicken. Uh, you can okay. get a whole chicken and break it down. You can get about eight pieces from a whole chicken. Break it down. Clean it with some lemon, some water. Make any slime or any gunk off. You want to pan sear it just so that you get a nice crisp on the outside of the skin. Um, but before you do all that, you want to season it with, like, salt and pepper or salt, pepper, and a little bit of garlic and um, dried garlic and onion. Um, season that, then sear it. Put it in a pan and take Campbell's mushroom, cream of mushroom soup, whisk it with, like, a little bit of chicken broth. Pour it over the chicken and let it bake. I would eat that. I, that sounds like something like I could actually do. <clears throat> Don, are you yeah. laughing at the thought of me touching chicken? Oh, I'm laughing my ass off because she won't touch chicken. And Aww. knife skills and knife skills chicken, are not – I'll not butcher what? a chicken. My my uncle's a chef, um, so I learned from when I was young, like, how to how to do stuff. I love cooking. So it's it's funny, you know, oh, you cut these carrots. I don't even know how she, – she keeps joking – she says, you better not put my name on for the worst cooks in America because, like, the <laughs> knife, I, I've tried and to teach her. would scream at me at my knife skill. <laughs> so it's just wow. easy with this. It's for everybody's safety, really. I was laughing. You're saying, okay, take the chicken, and I'm like, mm-hmm, okay, I have to take a chicken. Like, do you have to touch the chicken? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, if you ever want cooking lessons, I, I, I've done cooking lessons for friends. Over Facebook, so if you ever want to, we should totally do it, and then I could just like give them. Honey, I've tried. (laughs) I tried. (laughs) I know there's. I think I think you and I (laughs) should have a bake off. I'm a big fan of like know know your weaknesses, right? It's okay. It's all right. I can't take pictures. I don't under. She has tried to explain to me, but I probably three thousand times and scrub all the pans and do all the grunt work um, in the kitchen. Yes, so, which I like why because come live with me. That way yeah. you can do all that stuff for me. <laughs> See, I will. I'll do it. And then you won't have I'm to okay. worry. You won't have to worry about cooking because I'll just cook. There you go. That's I need I got to go live with you because I'm sick of cooking. <laughs> and I come too. <laughs> yeah, everybody can come. I would like to. <laughs> you always gotta have I'm someone cooking for you, honey. <laughs> Look, I Maybe we can we like, can all find some deserted island where uh, we can just you know all of us and a few of our friends and you know just claim it as our own and we start our Lesbos Nation or something. 
I love it. We can we can show up with our own flag and plant it. I want to be the oldest one there, though. we got to get someone older. I don't want to be the old lady of the troop. I will be the old lady of the troop. (laughs) Yeah, but you don't look like an old lady. I think we're all old ladies ladies at this point. It doesn't really matter. (laughs) Oh, I am an old part. I I mean, I I look like Buddha. I think Yvette has slippers on right now. Babe, are you wearing your slippers? I'm wearing my slippers, yes. Okay. You win. I, I have shoes on. Pajamas. It's cold as hell up here. I guess that really doesn't make this sense. Is, all right, everybody. Health, this is the lifestyle right here. You're getting a full, full view yes. of the lifestyle. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we are We're crazy for the lifestyle. <laughs> Look at us talking to exchanging recipes. Oh my gosh, how normal. We I went know, to right? the office it, supply store weird? today. Are we going to get our, uh, our cards revoked? Our membership cards are going to get revoked if we're not careful. We should probably talk oh, about it. You probably. know, a little more edgy. I, <laughs> I need to have some electronic music in the background. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, let me we, go we put on some of my silver left, jewelry. So, um, Don, I, I would love it if you would give like all your all your information that's out there, how people can follow you, find you, um, if they want a copy of your book. Um, and, and I understand there, I, are, are there still autograph copies available? There are. I have, um, there's pretty much a lot of different ways you can get the book. If you want an autographed, um, author signed copy from me directly, you have to order it from my website, and that, that comes in, and I, I personalize it, sign it, ship it out to you, and I usually send a couple of my Be Fearless bracelets with it and a bookmark, so you know, a couple of little tchotchkes with it. Um, if you, you know, have a Kindle or prefer getting stuff from Amazon, um, you can get it on Amazon. You can get it on Barnes & Noble. It's pretty much available anywhere, so whatever your preferred method of reading or getting your books um, you know, small like bookstores can order. It's not actually in stores, but you right. can have your local bookstore order it for you if you'd like. They just, you know, it's print on demand, so they just order it and get it in. Um, you know, my website is switchingteams.com, and uh, my blog is up there. I, I try to do a weekly blog, um, just different different things, craziness, what happens in our house. Talk about fear. Talk about all kinds of stuff. So whatever strikes and, me. And Facebook. You can follow her on Facebook. Yes, I'm on Facebook. I have an author page, and there's also a Switching Teams fan page, and you can just, you know, search that and, you know, and ask they can find to join you if you want. I found you on LinkedIn. Yeah, I'm pretty much everywhere, and you know, if you need to buy a house or sell your house, call me too because I'm really good at my day job <laughs> so if you're in the if you're in the central florida area you know give me a shout i'm happy to take and care you of you um, who do we call well you would call my beautiful wife yvette um I almost her information done and did you see the new remake i did <laughs> I'm, I'm oh my god I love, kate, kate mckinnon is like my new crush forever we well, watched which it remake and we is were it? like, well, Ghostbusters hmm? remake. Oh, Ghostbusters, yeah, yeah. When she licked the gun, that was too much. Yeah, I, I, I just felt, like, let it out. 
So she looked the gun and was like, let's go. I was like, I love you. <laughs> we have a long-standing argument in the house of who would be more fun to hang out with. And I think my choices were were Melissa McCarthy, uh, McCarthy and who's uh, Leslie Jones, those two. And who did I you think? think? I wanted to I hang think... out with Leslie Jones and Wanda Sykes. Wanda Sykes, that's it. I love uh, her. I want to ask things Jones. we fight about. These are the things we like argue about. So <laughs> we're like, who would it be most fun to hang out with? No. I, I just think, want to let I you know. Leslie Jones, Melissa McCarthy, and Kate McKinnon, the three of them together, you would end up, like, literally pissing yourself stupid. Like, you would just laugh. I agree with that. Like, it would be ridiculous. It would literally be ridiculous. Well, I just want to let you guys know that Leslie Jones and Wanda Sykes follow me. And uh, my wife and I are actually friends with the wonderful and talented Wanda Sykes. Yes. (gasps) She's our favorite. So when are we having a dinner party at your house? I know. I was just going to say the same thing. Yeah, but I'm not cooking chicken for her. <laughs> yeah, you, you better bring. Wait, will, will you bring? Will you bring your uh, sweet potato casserole? Absolutely. Yeah, extra well, crispy. Great. Yes. <laughs> well, and a that will make wine. a great first impression. I prefer to oh burn it God. on site, though, if you have that smell. Yes. In the house. <laughs> oh sure, you, it's not really. Or, you got to have the smoke. <laughs> you got to have the soap, exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We we are so not gay on the radio right now. Um, nope, we're not. I think, nope, we're not. I, I think we have probably run uh, the gays the off. Gamut. The girls off, but the gay men may be listening in. <laughs> See, we're still, but, we still uh, think we're, like, new at this. I'm like, we're, like, two house people. You know, so <laughs> I have short hair. I got my hair cut. This cut all my hair off in May, so that was exciting. Yeah, you sure did. I did. You sure I did. Love it. Well, uh, the funny well, story is I wanted to left. do this years ago, oh, and yeah. that told me she would leave me if I did it. So I didn't, and then oh, I did it. She's like, "Oh my gosh, she's serious." Dinner. I'm so sorry. Yeah, she wasn't going anywhere. But <laughs> well, this has been and why would awesome. Be? Because you're as awesome as you say. Um, well, guys, it, to all three of you, thank you for coming on. Uh, it has it's oh, really been fun. Um, I, I, I hope that we can do um, more roundtable discussions like this um, and, and work together, um, as, as some of us have been discussing behind the scenes. And um, you, you may see some things coming out of all of us together. You never know. So, um, that would be scary. Thank that you. was the warning. <laughs> yeah, that was the warning. You've been warned. Um, thank you guys very much. Um, I appreciate you all being on here. To all the wonderful listeners, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for always listening, and happy Friday. God bless all of us. Thanks, Tracy. Thanks.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.